Section 5 of An Address to Free Colored Americans. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sonali Punja. An Address to Free Colored Americans, issued by Anti Slavery Convention of American Women. Section 5. The following statement is taken from the colored American. A vessel arrived at Halifax on the 12th Ultimo from Kingston, Jamaica, which reports that when two days out, she fell in with a Spanish slaver bound to Havana, having 400 poor wretched beings on board in a state of starvation. Forty had died for want of food. The captain stated that the poor creatures had, during the past month, subsisted on rice water. Had we not been blinded by interest and by prejudice, our reason might have taught us that as long as the Republic of the U.S. is a mart where human flesh and souls of men are bought and sold, so long will European and American cupidity furnish human merchandise for this detestable commerce. Thousands of slaves have been introduced into the United States through the island of Cuba since the slave trade was declared piracy by our national legislature. We stand before the world as a nation of hypocrites, and you are equally concerned as American citizens to labor to bring your country to a sense of her crimes. You are equally concerned to do all that can be done to arrest the progress of the spirit of colonization which takes our countrymen from their native land without their consent by giving them the cruel alternative of slavery or banishment breaks up the tenderest ties of nature and casts them on a foreign soil and what is our international slave trade but compulsory colonization they have been transported doubtless without their consent, from the older slave states to Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, and Arkanas during the year 1836, the enormous number of 250,000 slaves. Iman We deeply deplore the situation of our free-colored citizens in the slaveholding states. We sympathize in their trials. We know that the oppressive laws enacted against them are, to use the language of a writer in the Richmond Whig of March 21, 1832, a code of penal laws in many respects worthy the temper of Draco, written indeed in blood. By this code, information to them is prescribed, social intercourse interdicted, religious worship in most of its forms, prohibited we know that these unrighteous decrees have driven many of our southern brethren to a foreign land in the hope of finding on the shores of heathen africa a degree of liberty independence and happiness which they saw no human probability of enjoying in christian america but while we sympathize with them in their sufferings of which the free people of color in the non-slave-holding states largely participate, yet we believe 
that patient submission to these cruel inflictions would have identified their interests more with that portion of our countrymen who are toiling in bonds and would have advanced the cause of emancipation the cruel policy of the slaveholder to separate as much as possible the free people of color from the slaves to prevent all coalition between them to destroy all sympathy of feeling and oneness of interest has succeeded but too well the free colored people of the south stand by themselves unacknowledged as men by their haughty superiors unknown as brethren by their own downtrodden countrymen in chains a few of them have even been tempted to join hands with the oppressor and revet bonds on those for whose deliverance they should have toiled and wept and prayed one of the results of this crafty policy has been that many have been seduced to abandon their country and their enslaved brethren to seek for themselves and their families an asylum from the oppression of christian republican america these however unintentionally have we believe fully answered the designs of the subtle politicians of the south and have bound more firmly around the quivering limbs of their kindred the manacles of slavery the desertion of such has added strength to the colonization interest and cherished the insane hope that all our valuable free colored citizens might in time be transported to africa we therefore deprecate the departure of every free colored american unless impelled by a sense of duty because it is injurious to the interests of the slave and it contributes to foster in the bosoms of their white fellow-citizens that prejudice which satan created and which he is now using as one of the most powerful engines to prevent the elevation of the free and the enfranchisement of the enslaved our brethren and sisters in bondage have their eyes fixed with the deepest intensity of interest upon their friends in the northern states they are looking unto us as unto saviours who shall come on mount zion to deliver them out of the hand of the spoiler jehovah has entrusted us with a high and holy commission he has commanded us to defend the poor and fatherless to do justice to the afflicted and needy to deliver the poor and needy to rid them out of the hand of the wicked and we believe god will bless our efforts in this righteous cause if we are willing to endure the reproach the calumny the self-denial which is involved in this reformation but beloved friends let us keep ever in mind that unless we are men and women of prayer we shall not be able to effect what we profess so earnestly to desire viz that god would melt the hearts of the slaveholders through the powerful influence of his holy spirit that they may let their captives go not for prize nor reward but for their own peace sake and because the love of god is shed abroad in their hearts when the redeemer of men was about to ascend to the bosom of the father 
and resume the glory which he had with him before the world was he promised his disciples that the power of the holy ghost should come upon them and that they should be witnesses for him to the uttermost parts of the earth what was the effect upon their minds they all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women stimulated by the confident expectation that jesus would fulfil his gracious promise they poured out their hearts in fervent supplications probably for strength to do the work which he had appointed them unto for they felt that without him they could do nothing and they consecrated themselves on the altar of god to the great and glorious enterprise of teaching the unsearchable riches of christ to a lost and perishing world how many less precious promises in the scriptures of truth may we not claim of our god the blessing promised unto those who consider the poor the lord will preserve them and keep them alive and they shall be blessed upon the earth does not the language inasmuch as ye did it unto one of the least of these my brethren ye did it unto me belong to all who are rightly engaged in endeavouring to unloose the bondman's fetters shall we not then do as the apostles did shall we not in view of the two millions of heathen in our very midst in view of the souls that are going down in an almost unbroken phalanx to utter perdition continue in prayer and supplication that god will grant us the supplies of his spirit to prepare us for that work which he has given us to do shall not the wail of the mother as she surrenders her only child to the grasp of the ruthless kidnapper or the traitor in human blood animate our devotions shall not the manifold crimes and horrors of slavery excite more ardent outpourings at the throne of grace to grant repentance to our guilty country and permit us to aid in preparing the way for the glorious second advent of the messiah by preaching deliverance to the captives and the opening of the prison doors to those who are bound but not alone for the downtrodden slave should we be engaged to labor our country from maine to florida is more or less connected with and involved in the awful sin of slavery the blood of the poor innocents is found in our skirts the free states are partakers with those who rob god of his creatures for although most of them have nominally no slaves on their soil they do deliver unto slaveholders the servant that is escaped from his master in direct violation of the command of jehovah hide the outcasts bewray not him that wandereth let mine outcasts dwell with thee be thou a coward to them from the face of the spoiler the unhappy fugitive goaded almost to madness by oppression finds no resting place for the sole of his foot until he reaches the icy shores of canada an exile from his native land because his soul cannot bow down to the unbridled passions of his fellow worm 
because he nobly dares to take the freedom which jehovah gave him with the first inspiration of his vital breath because rather than be a slave he braves the storm and plunges through the flood and suffers hunger and thirst and nakedness and cold for thus magnanimously recoiling from unjust usurpation he is branded as a fugitive and hunted through our free states with all the fierceness of savage barbarity while no measures are adopted to procure the repeal of these unrighteous decrees oh when in this proud republic god maketh inquisition for blood when he remembereth the cry of the humble where shall we appear will not the language be uttered against us the land is full of blood the iniquity is exceeding great mine eye shall not spare neither will i have pity but i will recompense their way upon their head nor is the church less corrupt than the state she exhibits now just such a departure from primitive purity as is described by the prophet ezekiel in speaking of the jewish church thou didst trust in thine own beauty because of thy renown thou hast also taken thy fair jewels of my gold and my silver which i had given thee and madest to thyself images of men and didst commit whoredom with them and tookest thy broidered garments and covered them and thou hast set mine oil and mine incense before them is it not the fear and the idolatry of man which makes so many of those who fill the sacred office of ministers of jesus christ stand dumb on the watch-tower so many unclosed their sacrilegious lips to stigmatize the god of love as the founder of the system of american slavery what but the deep corruption of the church could tempt her to cast over this bloody moloch her broidered garment and try by snatching a few jewels to adorn her diadem from ceylon and the sandwich islands from burma and from the rocky mountains to turn away the public gaze from the leprosy which consumes her vitals let us not be deceived by the seeming prosperity of our country babylon was filled with gold and with silver and belhazar's impious feast was crowned with wine and luxurious delicacies yet even then the handwriting on the wall was appointed the doom of that great empire was decided in the court of heaven and the irreversible sentence was soon pronounced upon her haughty monarch thou hast lifted up thyself god hath numbered thy kingdom and finished it let us not be deceived by the fair appearances of the church her efforts and her revivals slavery is the master sin of our country it is twined around the horns of the altar it is couched beneath the table on which are laid the sacramental elements it rises rampant in our pulpits its spirit may be seen stalking with unblushing effrontery through almost every temple of benevolence 
every seminary of learning every church of god where the white and the colored are as carefully separated as though the one was washed and made white in the blood of the lamb and the other was an unclean thing whose very touch was a contamination footnote we mention as an example worthy of imitation the noble individuals who took the lead at saint seminary in contending for the rights of our colored citizens and when their work there was accomplished went among their colored brethren and sisters and met them as equals bearing the impress of that god who stamped his image on his creature man if each of our seminaries could boast of such champions of human rights our colleges and schools might soon be regenerated and our temples of science be thrown open to all of our citizens irrespective of color or condition End footnote. we feel constrained to enter our solemn protest against the unrighteous practice in all its forms god has created of one blood all the nations to dwell on all the face of the earth and whoever interposes a barrier to their living as brethren breaks the harmony which he has established let the church america deck herself as she may with the lord's jewels so long as she cherishes the hydra-headed monster slavery in her bosom so long will her oblations on heathen shores be vain her incense an abomination her solemn meetings a mockery our souls are drawn out in tender sympathy to our dear brothers and sisters who are victims of this cruel prejudice may you experience that peace which the world can never give nor take away and rejoice in the promise that the last shall be first end of section 5